Welcome to Recess Now 5-Minute Bid. I'm Ralph Seymour, Physician Assistant in Emergency Medicine and Critical Care. Today we're going to do Part 2 of the Rush Exam, HIMAP exam in the emergency department or in the ICU. Um, we left off, look, we we did the Morrison's um, pouch uh, exam. We did the uh, you know fluid around the spleen. We looked at the heart already. We looked at the aorta. Okay, so I can't. I think that's kind of where we left off. But I wanted to touch on something as well. You, you can't really rule out um, blood in Morrison's or fluid in Morrison's pouch until you get that liver edge in in uh, in in view. Okay, so you kind of want to scan. You want to fan up a little high up on the axilla until you until you see that uh, liver edge. Um, all the all the uh, way at the end of the liver there, so you don't miss anything because sometimes you'll get some discrete fluid in that area right there. You don't want to miss that. So I didn't want to not mention that. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of important. So moving on down to the bladder, I think it's important to get a good technique here. You don't want so basically the um, looking down uh, in just in the suprapubic uh, region. Basically, where you're looking for um, uh, fluid ac- accumulation is beneath the the bladder, or between the bladder and the uterus in a female, or behind the uterus. Okay, but you have to be careful because if your probe isn't perpendicular to the to the to the skin, and you're kind of scanning uh, caudally instead of uh, perpendicular, then you could end up you could end up looking at the at the uh, posterior aspect of the bladder that's extra peritoneal that's no good that's not what you're looking for you actually want to look inside the peritoneum so for that reason you have to make sure that your probe is angled perfectly perpendicular to the skin so that you're so that you're getting the intraperitoneal uh, cavity behind the bladder because that's where fluid is gonna um, is gonna collect right behind right behind there so that's that's an important thing uh, when you're looking for fluid um, around the bladder now um, the next thing that you're going to do with the rush exam is we pay, we basically covered the abdomen. We looked at the IVC already. We looked at the aorta. So we kind of looked at the pipes, right? Uh, we looked at, um, I, I mentioned the free fluid in the abdomen. We looked at the heart and I told you that it has to be kind of concise with the heart. You know, you could spend you know, as long of, of a time as you, as you, as you want to with the heart, but you don't really have time. And that's not really what this exam is designed for. You have to move on. It's a rapid ultrasound. So that's important to uh, bear in mind. Now, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to take, I, I would change my probe. Now we've changed our probe twice. I would first start out when I'm looking at the heart using the, uh, the cardiac mode on my ultrasound machine and the probe indicator will be on the right hand side of the screen okay um, that's the way I like it you can always change that but that's the way I like it now um, once I leave the heart and I move over to the IVC I stay on cardiac mode until I move over to the actual fast component when I'm looking at um, um, fluid in Morrison's fluid around the spleen and, and bladder and then also the aorta I change it then to the abdominal um, the abdominal mode on my um, on my ultrasound machine okay for that your probe indicator is generally going to be on the left upper side of the screen so um, 
little bit confusing. I'll put up something in the show notes to kind of clear it up for you. Um, the purposes of this program is to really kind of drive home uh, some uh, some thoughts about um, uh, certain things that we use to to help resuscitate our patients because this is a resuscitation podcast and and a lot of people are using this. Um, uh, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, and attendings. Um, all using this at the bedside, so I think it's important to um, to have something out there to uh, help help you master these techniques. Now, the next thing I'm going to do is change my probe for the third time. I'm going to change it to the linear probe. Now, I think that the linear probe gives you a lot of information with lung sliding. I think it's a it's it's a high frequency probe, so you're going to get a lot of good definition shallow. And um, you know, if it's a bigger person, you can use the phased array. Probe probe in, in, uh, in the lung um, mode of your ultrasound, but I find that if I'm looking for pneumothorax, um, the linear probe works pretty good. Now, um, a lot of people would disagree with me. They would just go with the lung mode on um, their, um, their phased array, and if you're going to do that, that's fine, as long as you can identify lung sliding. I usually look beneath the clavicles bilaterally for lung sliding, and then I take it down to the anterior axillary line bilaterally and kind of look in a couple different places, making sure that I don't see any absence of lung sliding that would indicate a pneumothorax. Now, the lung the lung, uh, the pleura of the lung is going to uh, be shimmering back and forth beneath the rib shadows, and it's pretty clear to see. If you don't see that, then I switch over to M mode, and then I'm looking for my barcode sign uh, versus my Sandy Beach sign. Now, we've gone through that in previous uh, podcasts. I'll put something in the show notes to help you identify what that looks like, but I think that would give you pretty good indication of the presence or absence of a pneumothorax. Um, the last thing you can look for is pleural effusions, and in the setting of trauma would uh, indicate a hemothorax, and you would look at the uh, posterior and um, the posterior and uh, inferior aspects of the thoracic cage bilaterally looking for fluid collection above the diaphragm. Uh, that would uh, seem to indicate that you have uh, blood or fluid in the thoracic cavity. Um, I'm not really going that much further into it with respect to the lung exam. I think those two things are going to give you the information uh, that you're looking for in the setting of a. Um, I mean, you're gonna. There's other things too. You can look for B lines and which would indicate pulmonary pulmonary edema, that with a depressed LV would give you an indication that the patient's in cardiogenic shock. I mean, there's all different kinds of things that you can add to your repertoire when you're doing this exam, but keeping it simple in the beginning and, and, and really, really practicing the same techniques over and over again until you master those and then uh, adding things as you learn them is going to uh, make this a pretty effective tool uh, in the evaluation of shock and hypotension. I'm Ralph Seymour, and thanks for joining us. This wraps up our Rush High Map exam.